Hello, and welcome to the Upper Room Podcast. We are a community of dreamers, doubters, and seekers rooted in and around Minneapolis, seeking to be alive through the words, actions, and presence of Jesus. Wherever you find yourself, however you found us, welcome. Whether you're joining us for the first time or the 101st, we are so thankful that you'd invite us along into your day and walk the journey of being human together. Let these conversations encourage, awaken, challenge, and inspire you to live from your truest and most beloved self. So settle in, and again, welcome to Upper Room. In the last half hour, I have been called both high-maintenance and a (laughs) non-roamer. So, we got that going for us tonight. Gosh, look at all of you. It's really good to see you. It's really good to be here. Um, well, here we are, counting down to a day that we never wanted to come. So, on your tables, you will see that you have Kleenex, compliments of me, (laughs) cry, this is a safe place for that. Laugh inappropriately. This is also a safe place for that. And mutter snarky comments under your breath. This is also a safe place for that. Those are my grieving techniques, and um, you might find them helpful. But whatever you are, whatever you are, be here tonight, because this, you can't do this anywhere else. You can't do this sitting at home. This is where we do it. We do it together, and we do it differently. So please feel free to do that. You also have highlighters. Please get your highlighters. If you don't have them, Hannah will be gracious enough to come around and make sure you do have one. This is a powerful tool, my friends. Use it wisely. You also have a text for tonight's message. Highlight words or phrases that strike you or quicken you. Or my recommendation for tonight is to highlight everything that Jesus says or does. And if you do that, it will look like this. You see, when we're in a place of in-between, it can feel like Jesus is not saying or doing anything. So first, let's pray. Jesus, meet us here. Meet us with your hope. 
Meet us with your healing. Meet us with your questions. Meet us with your answers. Meet us with your new calling. And let yourself be seen by us tonight. Amen. You can follow along as I read. This is from um, John 21. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias. And he showed himself in this way. Gathered there together were Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. And they said to him, we will go with you. And they went out and they got in a boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just after daybreak, Jesus stood on the beach, but the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. And Jesus said to them, children, you have no fish, have you? And they answered him, no. And he said to them, cast the net to the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast it, and now they were, able to haul, they were not able to haul it in because there were so many fish. That disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. And when Simon heard that it was the Lord, he put on when Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he had taken it off, and jumped into the sea. But the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from land, only about a hundred yards off. When they had gone ashore, they saw a charcoal fire there with fish on it and bread. And Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish that you have caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore, full of large fish, 153 of them. (laughs) And though there were so many, the net was not torn. And Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared to ask him, who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them. And he did the same with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. We're going to stop there from, for now. We'll read the, the rest of it later in just a minute. This was the third time that Jesus appeared. The third time that Jesus let himself be seen by them. So where are we in this timeline, actually? Easter's just happened. Pentecost is coming. In my Bible, one page back, you're at Easter. One page forward, you're at Pentecost. And we're right in the middle, right there, right there. Smack dab in the middle. The bottom of the smile, as Todd likes to say. And who are we with? Well, the familiar crew. Peter, Thomas, Nathaniel, James, John, and most likely Andrew and Philip. 
maybe you would recognize them a bit easier if we called them Pete, Tom, Nate, Jim, John, Andy, and Phil. Or better yet, Laura, Katie, Lisa, Emily, Nicole, Amy, and Sarah. You see, these are our people. These are the people that we have seen Jesus with. These are the people that we have followed Jesus with. These are the people that we have experienced hard things with. These are the people that we have celebrated great joys with. We belong right in this story, right smack dab in the middle. And there's always one who says, I'm going fishing. It was Peter, of course. Always a good idea when you're stuck in the middle of, this, of something to go fishing. Or maybe I'm going shopping. Or I'm going for a bike ride. I'm going for a run. Or that vague, I'm just going out. But the spirit of the thing is, I just can't sit here any longer waiting for something that I don't even know might come. I gotta go. We all have places that we like to go. And for Peter, it was fishing. Peter has a history here. He lived nearby. He had his fishing business on this sea. He met Jesus here. Jesus called him to follow me here. Jesus gave him a new name here. Jesus told him about his future here. Can you relate? It was here and with these people that Jesus called Peter to step out of the boat to risk big. Can you relate? It was here and with these people that Jesus honored Peter's big risks and lent a hand for his big falls. Can you relate? Maybe that's why Peter went back here, to remember, to remind himself. We're going with you. Do you ever just want to be alone? And then everyone says, like, we're going with you. Or try to leave the house to go shopping. You spell it to your husband, I'm going to T-A-R-G-E-T. And then everyone says, we're going with you. <laughs> Do you ever have people around you that seem to know when you shouldn't be alone? We call those your people. How many of you have ended up doing something or being someone that you couldn't have possibly done or become alone? Who else knows someone in this community who threw in their line first and you simply said, I'm going with you? 
This is a superpower of our community. You see, we believe in the power of the follow me. The power of the I'm going fishing and the power of me too. We believe in the power of God speaking and us listening and the power of us speaking and God listening. We believe in the power of being more like Peter than John while embracing beloved and the knowing that we are indeed the ones that Jesus loves. We believe in the power of the Holy Spirit and that behind all the chaos that sometimes comes in waves, there is a rock that will not be shaken and is being continually built upon. We believe in the power of this community forever and ever. So what happens next? They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Circle it. Nothing. Let that settle in. All night, nothing. All night, nothing. All night, nothing. And the questions must have risen. Can I even go back to this? Can I do this again? Do I still have it? Do any of us still have it? Is this even an option for me? Go back to John 21, 4 to 7. Just after daybreak, Jesus stood on the beach, but the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. And Jesus said to them, Children, you have no fish, have you? And they answered him, No. And he said to them, Cast the net to the right side of the boat, and you will have some. So they cast it, and now they were not able to haul it in because there were so many fish. And that disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. It is the Lord. I love that. He showed up. We're saved again. Oh, thank God it's God. But even that good news might have been a mixed bag for Peter. Let's take a minute to remember Peter through his sound bites in the Gospels. Peter says to Jesus, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. If you wish, I will make three tabernacles here. One for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Lord, if it's you, command me to come out on the water. And Peter walked on the water that day. Never shall you wash my feet. Okay, then, wash my whole body. And Peter took Jesus aside to rebuke him. And Peter said, even if I have to die with you, I will never deny you. And Peter said, I never knew the man. Think about it. While Easter had just happened, Good Friday wasn't that long ago either. The denial 
the horror, the agony, the trauma, very fresh in Peter's mind. Does a resurrection blot out a crucifixion? Does a resurrection erase a crucifixion? I don't think so. Peter is tender here. Jesus is tender here. Let's not forget that Jesus is fully human and fully God. Welcome to the most important part of the story for us. Here are two people who have a lot of shared history, and neither have the guarantee, have any guarantee going into this conversation. Nor will one of them use their power to override the truth of the other. Follow along for the last part. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? And he said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, feed my lambs. A second time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter felt hurt because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Jesus needs this encounter as much as Peter. People like to teach on this, saying that Jesus gave Peter three opportunities to answer to somehow counter the three betrayals. I don't really know, and I don't really care. What I do know and deeply care about is that Jesus would have asked that question 49 times, if need be, to get a response from Peter, a real response. Peter was grieved, hurt, distressed, other translations say. A question is just a question. It's your reaction that is revealing. And Jesus knew. Let's not forget that Jesus is fully God and fully human. But Peter didn't know what was in his heart. Not until it was revealed to him by a question, a simple question on repeat. Do you love me? It reminds me of that song from Fiddler on the Roof. Do you love me? You know it? For 25 years, I've washed your clothes, cooked your meals, cleaned your house, given you children, milked the cow. After 25 years, why talk about love right now? Upper room, after 21 years, why talk about love right now? Because it's the most important thing. The way we love through this loss will shape our capacity to be present to life more than anything else. 
Let me say that again. The way we love through this loss will shape our capacity to be present to life more than anything else. Four takeaways from Peter. Get away by yourself, or at least try to. Do the next dumb thing that Jesus tells you to do. Wrestle with the questions that he asks you. And say, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. How do we love him according to him? Feed my lambs. Tend my sheep. Feed my sheep. We actually have been given two more superpowers to take with us as we go. And I hope you know that when I speak of superpowers, I mean spiritual gifts, graces, given by and through the Holy Spirit for the purposes of strengthening and empowering others in the building up of the body of Christ. And those two are unity and humility. And while those might not sound all that glamorous, they are so badly needed right now. So wherever Jesus shakes you out like salt or shines you in like light, take unity and humility. I'm going to close with a poem written for us by Bob Dom. Bob is on the facility staff here at Meeting House Church. He is also the infamous Organic Bob and Berry Patch Santa Claus. He is also a friend to many of us. He spoke to our community. I checked with Katie because I wasn't remembering, and, and she thinks it was in this soil um, a series that we had a number of years ago, probably when we were in a transition, which seems to be like our middle name. Um, but he spoke to us, and remember, does anyone remember that? It was in there, and Katie interviewed him, and he talked about things that grew, and especially the root system of trees and how they support each other, and it was beautiful. And so one morning, um, I was getting my tea in the kitchen. It's 7 o'clock in the morning, and news had gotten out about Upper Room, and maybe you're getting things like this. I'm getting a lot of people uh, sharing dreams and visions about Upper Room with me, which I will always receive, so feel free. Um, but I passed Bob's desk, and um, he just looked at me, and he just said, I'm, I'm so sorry. Seven o'clock in the morning, we're both kind of crying. And he said, I wrote Upper Room a poem. <laughs> I said, you did? I said, can I hear it? And so I stood there and listened to it. And then I said, can I, can I share that with Upper Room? And he said, if you'd like to. So he said, I just need to tweak it. And he tweaked it and sent it to me. So um, I would like to share it with you. Um, I made copies. And so I will put them on the back table if you would like to take it with you. But this is from Dedicated to the Upper Room Community. Seed. 
Roots form, watery mud, the salted sun, wind, warmth, and stars shape and form. Seeds cocoon, seasons glow and cool. Seeds set sail and cast a net into the sky to all the places the wind touches. We are but dandelions in service to the wind. Thanks, Bob. Thank you for joining us in today's conversation. We are so grateful that you invite us along on your journey. No matter where you're listening from, you are a part of our community, and we'd love to get the word out to others who are walking this path as well. Some ways you can help us do that is to hit subscribe on whichever app that you listen to podcasts. Also, take a moment to leave us a review. The more positive reviews, the more we are able to get the word out and share these conversations with others who are companions on the journey. If you've been encouraged here, please consider supporting our work by becoming a monthly sustainer. Monthly giving is the best way to ensure that we can continue to provide meaningful conversations and community, both in person and online. To give in any amount, simply go to youareminneapolis.org slash give. That's youareminneapolis.org slash give. And now, wherever your day takes you, may you know that you are God's beloved. And in that truth, find yourself ever more alive in the words, actions, and presence of Jesus. Go in peace, friends.